And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It's play-by-play -play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey Justclare here. Boss, are we recording right now? Yes, sir. My man, I should never have doubted never, my producer. Never, never, We have got a fun show coming y'all way today. We've only got one call-in guest today because we've got so much that we've got to talk with you guys about. Uh, we've got Jesse Turner of Covenant Christian Academy who will be joining us at 1145. That's our only call-in guest of the show today because we've got to talk about LSU getting a big win over Arkansas. We've got to talk about the Saints <coughs> gagging in Green Bay. We've got to talk about my Cowboys gagging in Arizona. Um, Ohio State beating Notre Dame. Alabama beating Ole Miss. We've got so much stuff in the second half of the show to talk about. But you guys know where the bread is buttered. We start off with our local high school results from week four. Casey, let, let, real quick, I want to uh, go back to, uh, to Friday's show. Oh boy! Oh, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, How about them Cowboys? My oh, Cowboys no. are going to win, and they're going to cover on against Arizona on Sunday. They're twelve and a half point favorite. Dallas is going to beat the brakes off of Arizona. They're going to be playing for Trevon Diggs. They're going to get the offense rolling. The, the The Cardinals' offensive line won't be able to stop Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, the Cowboys what? are going to put it on Arizona this weekend. Give really? Dallas big, big. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's Big. the thing, and I will get to your high school scores, by the way. You don't have the clips of the South Lafouche game, but you just conveniently didn't forget yeah. that one, right? <laughs> I have. I'm, I think, on a different drive. Um, but but where where's all the, the clips of me saying that Alabama was going to beat Ole Miss? Where's the clips of me saying Terrebonne was going to blow out H.L. Bourgeois? That, that was all given. That was easy. Our high school scoreboard, and, and by the way, if, if there's anybody out there that's looking for 90 minutes of work a day as a producer, uh, 7981003 is the number to call. We're taking oh. applications. Our local scoreboard for week four is as follows. We've got Chalmette defeating Patterson 45-6. to Destrahan. Whew. You called that one. Of course I Chalmette. called that one. Destrahan 47, Hanville 11. Another one that we were right on, Terrible in 62, HL Bourgeois 13. Ugh, big, big, big. St. James 33, Assumption 20. E.D. White, I mean, 500-plus yards of offense. They're the, they're the old E.D. White defense with one of the best offenses in the state. They beat Woodlawn of Baton Rouge 57-7. to <laughs> Central Catholic of Baton Rouge. Oh. Not bad. Central Catholic of Morgan City defeats CCA 34 to 33 in overtime. A missed extra point was the difference in that one. East St. John 49, Thibodeau 14, Morgan City 27, Ellender 0. Did you see that Morgan City? <laughs> I don't know who voted for this, and I think it might be a little bit presumptuous, but hey, good for those kids. They're 3 and 1. Morgan City got a vote in the LSWA 4A top 10 rankings. That's the Did first they? time I've ever seen that. So Morgan City received one vote. Um, they're not in the top 10, but they good to see that they're receiving votes until district starts, and then maybe they won't be receiving votes anymore. But Wow. You know, good on them. D district started last week for them. They got a win. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Franklin 30, Central Lafouche 28, Cecilia. They're not a local score, but I always put them in the local scores, A, to see who's copying me, and B, to see uh, how Dennis Skeens is doing. Cecilia, 65, Crowley, 14. Like how I just threw that little jab in yeah, there? Yeah, I got it. I got it. South Lafouche, 20. South Terrebonne, 17. We'll talk about that one at length in just a second. Riverside, 40. Homer Christian, 7. 
Lutcher, 18. Vanderbilt, 0. Liberty, 26. Donaldsonville, 14. Um, Brian, we were at South Lafouche and South Terrebonne. South Lafouche did not play their best. Um, made some mistakes in special teams. Turned over the ball. Set up some short fields. Defensively, if not for the short fields and for the returns, you, you probably wouldn't have given up anything. Offensively, in the second half, when you needed to execute, when the game was on the line, you made things happen and you made plays. And at the end of the day, B.J. Young comes on every Wednesday and he says, hey, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business. Uh, well, you got to win. Two in a row. You're 3-1 and one on the season. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is... Um, you know, because South Terrebonne doesn't have any wins, you really didn't move anywhere in your power rankings, and you're still going to need to continue to play very well to have an opportunity. But you're 3-1, and one and you're continuing to move forward, and that's a great thing to see for Tarpon fans. Look, Tarpons and Coach Young said it. We didn't play very well the first half. They go into halftime actually losing, but I think him and his coaching staff did a good job of keeping their kids' heads up and say, look, uh, it's the second half, and I think they knew, they believed that they were a better team, but Again, we talked about it. you got to give South Terrebonne tons of credit for coming in and, and playing the way they did. They didn't back down, and they had chances to win. And if they make a few plays where yeah. they had guys open, and if they make those plays, it could have been a different outcome. But second half, total domination by the offensive line for the Tarpons. Blew South Terrebonne off the line of scrimmage. 16-play drive, 12-play drive. I mean, come on. Uh, that's a... Uh, that's big time in high school football. If you can do that, control the clock. And Tarpon's got that big interception at the end to seal it. Well, the reason why they were able to have 16 play drives and 12 play drives is because they stopped shooting themselves in the foot in the first right. half, committing penalties and you know holding and false start and illegal formation and different things that were stalling themselves out. They started to execute a little bit better, pay better attention to detail, and found a way to get it done. So. Kudos to them for making that happen. And the other games on the local scoreboard that we just rattled off, um, Lutcher gets the 18-0 win against Vanderbilt. That's South Lafouche's next opponent. <clears throat> I know you've been known to lurk on the huddle a little bit, watch a little bit of tape. Have you seen any of Lutcher over the weekend? What should we expect? I know whenever I asked BJ on Saturday, I said, BJ, I haven't seen any Lutcher huddle film. And he said, oh, well, lucky you. <laughs> yeah. So obviously they're very impressive. Um, have you seen anything from the Bulldogs, and what should we expect on Friday? Yes. Uh, Offensive-wise, they're going to try and spread you out. They they like to throw the football. Quarterback likes to run. And uh, offensive line, they, they're aggressive on the offensive front. They're going to come out. They go, they're quick. I mean, they can move. It's not they're just big guys that are slow that can't move, can't get out of their own way. They, they move. They do a lot, a lot of pulling stuff and – Again, with the spread formation, they got some running lanes for that quarterback when he decides to run. Defensive-wise, they're very quick, aggressive, and uh, a lot of guys coming back from that state championship team last year. Uh, it, it's going to be a challenge, but it's not where you, you know, you, you're going in, oh, we have no chance. Yeah, you have a chance. They don't have Dwayne Winfield this year, Bubba. Yep, and you control the ball, and that, that's the key. If the Tarpons can sustain drives, It'll be a big key. And one thing, you cannot make mistakes against this team. If you get these pre-snap penalties and things like this, no. And special teams, you can't give up anything on special teams this week. No way. 
So have a little bit of a trivia question for you, and, and if you get this one on the head, I mean, that would be amazing. Do you know how many undefeated teams we still have left in the state of Louisiana? I have the list of it here. I'm going to tell you all of them. I just counted them. Yeah, I know, and I was watching you count, and I should have kept Red watching you count when you were doing it. Uh, undefeated teams, we headed into week five. Yeah, so we're talking teams that are 4-0. and Some of them are 3-0 because of buys or because they were scared to go to New Orleans and hit Dutch Dutch. Uh, I'm going to go between I, – I, let me – I'll say 14. Oh, no, 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 no. Way, way, way more. Way more. Whoa, mercy. One more guess. Uh, 32. A little more. 42. 42 undefeated teams in the state of Louisiana. They are Abramson, Airline, Arcadia – Bunky, Calvary Baptist, Cameron Crow, Darbone Woods Charter, Destrahan, Dutchtown, E.D. White, East St. John, Carr, Franklin Parish, Hanson Memorial, Haynesville, Holy Cross, Newman, Generette, Gina, John Curtis, Neville, North Lake Christian, Oakdale, Wachita Christian, Parkway, Patrick Taylor, Pine, and then the last column, Rustin, Sam Houston, Santamont, St. Charles, St. Martins, St. Mary's, St. Michael, St. Thomas More. Boy, all the Saints are doing good this year except for the ones that play in the Dome. More about that later. Tioga, Vermilion Catholic, West Monroe, West Wachita, Westgate, White Castle, and Zachary. Those are your 42 unbeatens. There are a few surprises, but by and large, oh, Ed Nakar, John Curtis, E.D. White, Zach. I mean, the, the powerhouse programs, West Monroe. You, the, threw, you threw me off because I didn't. when you said you would read them all, I didn't think you would read 42 schools off. Hey, dude, it's, that, that it's, was it's a little tricky. It's an endurance test for my throat. I was able yeah. to get through it all without having to cough or – that was tricky. So those are the undefeated schools. Um, we've got one locally um, in 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 Ed White. Um, I guess Destrehan semi local, Lutcher semi local. So we've got some teams from the area that are going to be in contention and will have a great chance. East St. John playing some great ball. Uh, last note there: East St. John finally just goes to show how good five A is, man. East St. John finally, for the first time this week, is in the top 10 in 5A. They're, they're number 10 on the nose, but despite being 4-0, despite having a win against St. James, despite blowing out Thibodeau, despite blowing out everyone that pretty much they played except St. James, they're finally in the top 10 poll listed as number 10 on the dot. Pull up. You got the, the power uh, rankings in 5A? I could certainly get them for Division you. Division 1? I could certainly get them for you. Power rankings, football. Division one non-select. The top sixteen is amazing. <clears throat> oh yes, um, and the team that's number one right now is not even a team that I. I you would have given me a hundred guesses. I wouldn't have guessed West Wachita would be number one. But after that, Walker, Rustin, Airline, Dutchtown, Neville, Ponchatoula, Southside, Santamont, Westgate, Fountain Boo, Destrehan, Zachary, Sam Houston, East St. John, Hammond, Central Baton Rouge, Parkway, West Monroe. West Monroe's nineteen. They're undefeated. Belchase, Sulphur, Denham Springs, Chalmette, Terrebonne, Live Oak, Benton, Barb. We're still listing great teams here, and we're in the bottom of the 20s. 28, Thibodeau, 29, Wachita Parish, 30, Mandeville, 31, South Lafouche, 32, Hanville. East Ascension, <laughs> I think East Ascension's really good. They haven't won a game yet this year. Every team they faced is undefeated. Yep. They lost to Zachary, West Monroe, Destrehan. Now they lost to Alexandria, who's 2-2. Two and two. Um but, dude, when you look at East Ascension's schedule coming up, it doesn't lighten up. De La Salle next, Santa Monica after that, Walker, Denham Springs, Live Oak, Dutchtown. Like, this is a team that might go 2-8 and eight and have one of the better teams in, in the state. Yes. Uh, brutal schedule. Absolutely brutal schedule. And you mentioned Zachary. How far is Zachary's down? 
Like 19th. Do you do you want insane? To, do you want to be a 14 seed? Oh, we're so excited. We've got a home playoff game. And it's Zachary coming in. Come on now. I, I don't like what you're doing here. See you messing with the computer again. Got, <laughs> got, me, got me a little bit nervous, but let's catch our first break when we get back. We're going to Jesse Turner of CCA. We'll be right back after this. How about them cowboys? My- Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems, your local power generator professionals, serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler Titanium dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road and Highway 3235 in Galeano. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, at Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Juice, please. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. One of the games of the week Friday was between Central Catholic and Morgan City, and unfortunately, CCA falls on the wrong end of it, but played hard and gave a great effort. We have their coach, Coach um, Jesse Turner, on the line now. Coach Turner, good morning, buddy. How are we doing? Good morning, man. How you guys doing, man? Good, good. Look, second straight tough one for your club. You lose in overtime to a very, very quality opponent. Um, sure, that one had to sting a little bit, man, but your boys played tough. Talk about the effort you gave on Friday. Yeah, that's you know, some, the games like that, man, you you obviously want to come, you know, with the, with the victory. But at the end of the day, you know, all you ask your kids to do is fight to the end. And that's what they did. And, you know, you look at a few mistakes here and there. Uh, you know, we could have easily came on top, but... At the end of the day, this is what the game is about. You know, we got to live and learn, and we just got to learn how to win football games. You know, it's my first year, so, you know, the kids are starting to buy into what what we're preaching, but at the end of the day, it's, it's going to take some time. It's not going to just be overnight. We would be happy if we woke up Monday morning and get ready to go to practice if we were 4-0. No. But, you know, sometimes you, as a team, you're just not ready for that, right? It's, it's, a, it's a building process, and, as long as we can get the kids to understand that, the coaching staff, they, they understand it because we met for a good little while Saturday. But, 
at the end of the day, we know it's a process. We're learning how to win. We learn, you know, just this is what the, the expectations is of you know the program, and we're gonna be okay. We definitely will be okay. Brother, I wasn't there Friday, so I don't know exactly how it went down. Did, did you guys go for two? Did you have your extra point blocked? Did you just miss it? Like, what happened there in the final sequence? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy who, if I get an opportunity to go for two, especially if you get the ball, uh, you know, second, you know, in that overtime period, I'm, I'm going for it because it's three yards to, to tell the, the, the difference of a win and a loss. So, uh, you know, if, if you ever see me in that situation, I'm going for two. Um, but, unfortunately, we got the ball first. And, you know, and our defense was doing a, a great job. So we decided to, to, to attempt the extra point. And uh, it's just a miscommunication on there with the, with, the, with the holder and the kicker. And he hooked it right. Um, then we forced them to a four down. Like I said, you know, we up by six. You know, they, they get the ball in the second part of the overtime. Um, we forced them to a fourth and eight. Uh, and pretty much they scored on the bus. They play quarterback rolls to the left, rolls to the right, go up the middle, and he scores. Oh and man! They make the extra point, and uh, you know that's that's how that's how I ended, man. So you know it was a tough loss for my kids. You know they, you know they was down a little bit, but at the end of the day, we we know what the future holds for this program, man. We know what type of team we have inside that locker room, man. So we just, as coaches, we and as leaders, you know, around that program, we got to do a good job, uh, you know, keeping those guys' heads up, you know, and and let them know that is a process and it will get better. It's only up from here for sure. Taking on another quality opponent in Hanson Memorial. They come into the game undefeated 4-0. I don't think they've been as battle-tested as you guys, but they still are 4-0. What are you seeing on tape with Hanson, man? Man, they play fast. Uh, they, they, on defense, they like to send a lot of pressure. And, uh, you know, this is, from, from what I'm looking at, from my standpoint, just a well-coached team. Um, they're going uh, to be where they need to be, especially offensively. Um, you know, they, you know, there's a lot of time and, and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, we, we, right now, like I told the coaches Saturday, yeah, we're going to make adjustments to what they're doing. We're going to, we're going to prepare the, the best way we can versus Hanson because every week I tell the players and the coaches the most important game of the season. But the main thing that I, you know, I, I want to work on this this week is us. I want to make sure that you know we're playing together. We're not making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Um, you know, as we've been doing, like, we got to clean this stuff up. And I feel like we do that as well as prepare for Hanson, but more, more, more importantly, focus on us. Uh, I think we'll be okay. For sure, man. Um, look, you guys are currently sitting at number 17 in Division Four Select. It, I mean, it. it I, I hate to say, like, oh, you know, hey, it's early in the season, but it's really not. Like, we're at the midway point now. We're already halfway through. When do you start really paying attention to that? Uh, man, it, you 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 just made me aware of where we are, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna be honest. I, I I didn't know last week. I think somebody told me we were eight. I really do not pay attention to it till like toward the end. You know, toward the end of the season, like week eight, week nine, week ten, and even at that point, you know, that's that's things that we can't control, right? The things that we can control is how we're going to go out today for practice after a loss. You know, how we will perform Friday. Are we going to be prepared Friday? And then after week ten, and you know, we, we look at it falls if we're got a home playoff game or we got a way a road playoff game or we made the playoffs at or we didn't make the playoffs at all, you know, that's the, you know, we we gotta control what we control and right now is, is Monday's practice, make sure we prepare our install or clean up our mistakes and things like that. And uh, you know, toward the end of the season, you know, you know, where wherever we are, you know, if we are fortunate enough to make that playoff game, it, it, there it is. Yeah, for sure, man. That's a good answer. Look, we're at the midway point. 
um, and actually give us a little bit of a progress report. What's the thing you like the most about your group in the first half? What's the thing you want to see improve in the second half? Whew. So uh, it's, it's a lot of stuff that I like. I'm going to be honest. Uh, just the fight. My, my guys, you, you. and I talked to Rebo before the game. Fortunate, fortunate enough, we are able to play our games at Nickel State, our home games. And I talked to Coach Rebo, and Rebo just gave me one sentence. And he said, man, the, the great players give 100% effort all the time. And one thing I, I haven't questioned on this team so far is effort. Um, you, even watching the film, the guys, you know, we, we, we don't have many lows. The guys play hard. The guys play fast. Right, the things that we need to correct is just the mental issue, mental errors that we continue to have, like penalties, the holding penalties on, on crucial downs, or just uh, sometimes we get overchippy. You know, it's a very, very competitive team. Sometimes we get overchippy, which cause us to have a, a personal foul. Like last week, it was third and ten, and you know, it, it was a close call. But you know, we, they end up getting, we end up uh, committing a personal foul, which is gave them a, a new set of downs. Um, so if we clean those things up and continue with the, the effort that we're that we've been getting and continue to to, to play together. I, I think we could be a, a solid football team, definitely down there to scratch. Because like you said, you know it, it's the blink of an eye, man. We mid season already, right? Everybody building that tail in that last final scratch. Um, so you know, we if all all those things could come together, uh, I think we could we could be in the fight at the end. Sounds like a winner, Jesse. We thank you so much for the time, buddy. We'll chat soon. Uh, appreciate it, Kevin. That's Coach Jesse Turner with Covenant Christian Academy doing a great job over there, man. We uh, we love having him on. Look, man, they, we in our area, we've got a lot of great dudes that are coaching and a lot of great people. Jesse's one of them, man. He's a really good guy. Does it for the right reasons. They're two and two on the season, two hard fought losses. But I'll tell you this: um, playing Central Catholic, which was a very tough opponent, playing Homer Christian, which was a tough opponent, playing Morgan City, which was a tough opponent. I think that's going to make them better because they got Hanson Memorial coming in. Hanson is 4-0, but Hanson's played an 0-4 Delcom team, an 0-4 Highland Baptist team. Like They're not as battle-tested as CCA is. Don't be surprised if CCA goes out to the New Iberia area and gets what some would consider an upset on Friday beating Hanson. Yeah, CCA is going to be just fine. This is not uh, Coach Turner's first rodeo. He's going to have his team prepared this week, and I fully expect them to go on Friday night and rebound from uh, these two tough defeats that they just had, but they, they will be fine. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, let's pull up some LHSAA football. I want to tell you some of the matchups that are going to be coming up in the next week, but, man, it's never too early to start looking ahead, right? We know where we're going to be. We're going to be eating pastelaya in Letcher, at least we hope. Um, South Lafouche will be taking on Letcher. Central Lafouche opens up district play. If my dog on LHSA website would load, I could tell you they're going to be opening up district play against Terrebonne. So a tough game there for the Trojans against Terrebonne, who's playing really well coming in. Destrehan, oh poor HL Bourgeois. Destrehan will be hosting HL Bourgeois. Uh, Bourgeois coming off of a tough loss against Terrebonne. Now you got to go face Goliath. Um, East St. John and Hanville might be another rough night for Hanville, uh, but East St. John's playing super well. Uh, where's Thibodeau going? Thibodeau's hosting E.D. White. That'll be a, a big matchup there. Uh, great game for the city of Thibodeau. I love what Kyle Lesang said Saturday on the Sports Corner is that, man, for years, for years, decades, we didn't take advantage of, A, the revenue opportunity it would be of playing one another, B, how important it is for the kids that they could play their buddies and everything from the cross-school town. So I'm glad that they're getting that game in. That one will be at E.D. White. That should be a fun one. 4A, Ellender taking on South Terrebonne. 
chance for one of those teams to get their first win of the season. After seeing South Terrible on Friday, I would favor them in that one. Assumption traveling to take on Morgan City. Hey, you know, <clears throat> I was kind of poking fun at Morgan City earlier, all in good fun. If they hang with Assumption, heh, serve me the bowl of crow yeah. because that would be a, a great result for them. You don't even have to win that game. just have to play close in that game to impress us. And on the other hand, Morgan <coughs> City, uh, excuse me, Assumption has to go into that game. They got to make a statement. Yeah. You can't, if they come away with a, a close victory, they're trying to separate. They got to make a statement. No doubt. As you said a minute ago, we're traveling to Lutcher to the river to take on the Lutcher Bulldogs defending state champions. Vanderbilt traveling to take on St. Charles Catholic. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'll be a tough one there. In 2A, we've got Homer Christian School who will be taking on St. John on the road. Homer Christian School should be favored to win that one. Then in 1A, Jesse told us a minute ago they're taking on Hanson Memorial, going on the road to Franklin, Louisiana. I said New Iberia earlier. It's a little short of New Iberia out in Franklin. Um, CCA will be taking on Hanson Memorial. Those are the matchups for week five. Amazing. Week already, five. Already at the midway point. Um, and we still don't know if we're 4A. still don't know if we're Division One non-select. We still don't know how many teams. Will it be 32? Will it be 28? Um, we're going to head into October. Not knowing. There, there's one thing constant with the LHSA over the past several years. It's a mess. It's a complete mess. Don't know. Um, I, I'm over here reading you power rating numbers. The, 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 the numbers that I'm giving you probably aren't even relevant. Um, it, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely uh, crazy. But, just, I mean, someone come up with uh, an answer, I guess, if you will, where this is what we're doing for football, and, and let's go with it. But not knowing halfway through your regular season is insane. Uh, let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. W's and L's are going to be coming Uh-oh. your way. Uh, this should be a whole lot of fun. We haven't done this in a while because we haven't done a Monday show in a while. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and cut off the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. 
Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Kurt Angle won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We've got our W's and our L's. Our first W is going to... some people who would like to break some necks. Uh, yeah. Well... Certain quarterbacks, we'll, kickers. We'll talk about him in, in this segment. We'll talk about a lot of those in this segment. Um, our first weekend W. And, and, and look... <laughs> I picked them to win and I picked them to cover, but we conveniently didn't have that clip to play um, earlier in the show. Alabama. Everybody rode off Alabama. Oh, man, the Crimson Tide are done. They're not going to win another game. And their defense played well. They beat Ole Miss. I told you they'd win. I told you they would cover. Now, now, with that having been said, Jalen Milrose still not very good. Um, Their offense is still not very good, but they, I think – went back to the bread and butter of, hey, we're going to run the football, we're going to protect our quarterback, um, we're going to play great defense, and that they did. They defended their home field, and they silenced the noise for at least at least one week. Good win for Alabama Saturday. It, it was. It was a, a better second half for them. They came out. Their, their defense it, it played solid so far this year, but uh, every once in a while – the uh, some you know bonehead penalties or missed tackles, but that that happens during the course of a game. Uh, just not used to seeing it as much with Alabama. But uh, Casey, what gets me is, I mean, first and goal from the one. And don't even you you, you have to kick a long field goal, and, not even a short field goal. And ju- and on, I don't know. It's maybe just me, but you see this on every level. Why in the world are you still going to stay in a shotgun? When now you under center, you go with a full house backfield, the quarterback keeps it. You got three guys in back of you pushing your quarterback toward the line of scrimmage. How can it stop? How can you be stopped? Dude, if LSU would have done what you said, they would be 4-0. They would have scored in the red zone against Florida State. They would be flat. I'm with you. I'm with I, 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 I can't understand it. You go in the shotgun, yeah, that's what we do. Well, I mean, you need to have under center things. And it, it didn't snap over the head. And it, it was. Oh. <clears throat> I'm with you. Weekend L goes to the LSU defense. Um, I, they, they went from being lights out against Mississippi State to allowing 426 yards against Arkansas, 8 of 13 on third downs, couldn't get off the field. Um, communication issues were, were getting, letting guys be open, wide open down the field. We're getting good pressure on the quarterback. We're just not able to bring him to the ground. Um, we knew Arkansas was going to give a spirited effort, but you know, I could throw the ball to a tight end that's wide open with no one within 20 yards next to him. The LSU defense has got to get better. And look, the truth of it is 
They're not as good as they were against Mississippi State. They're probably not as bad as they were on Saturday. The truth is going to be somewhere in the middle, and we're going to find out on Saturday against Ole Miss how close to the middle they are because that's going to be a big test going on the road and taking on Ole Miss. LSU's defense was terrible Saturday. And I'm sure we'll talk about this later in the week, but can't Ole Miss move the football consistently against LSU's defense? Yeah, that'll be the big question. Weekend W goes to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift going to the Kansas City Chiefs game. Swifty. What a smart marketing ploy. Look, I don't know if she actually likes Travis Kelsey or not, but now she's got football fans talking about her. She's got her fans talking about her. She is more of a celebrity now than what she ever has been before. Kudos to Taylor Swift. You are a marketing genius. So weekend L goes to Pete Carmichael. Pete Carmichael, what are you doing? The New Orleans Saints led 17 to nothing over Green Bay. Derek Carr goes out with an injury, and you're treating Jameis Winston like he's Tom Brady late in the game instead of running the ball, killing some clock, controlling the line of scrimmage. Pass, 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 pass. Incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. And that allows Green Bay to score 18 points in the fourth quarter, all unanswered, and they get the game-winning field goal at the end. Of New Orleans had a chance late. Groupie misses the kick. But, man, those are the games right there that when you're – Fighting for a playoff spot, which I think New Orleans is going to be, you got to win those. You've got to win those. You're winning 17 to nothing with 11 minutes left, because that's when Green Bay got on the board first. They kicked a field goal with 11 minutes left. You're up 17 nothing with 11 minutes left, and you lose. That 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 can't happen. And I read somewhere that in just look, Dennis Allen had 17 games last year. He had three games this year, so 20 games. In just 20 games, he's blown four double-digit leads, man. That's just not good. That's not good. Carmichael's got to get the team to win. Allen's got to find a way to get some stops late. A failure from New Orleans yesterday. That was ugly. Yes, it was. Terrible. That, that should never happen. And there's uh, a lot of blame to go around that it, the entire team. Yep, ugly all the way around. Weekend W goes to Morgan City Football. You're 3-1. and one. Soak it in. Enjoy it. Rejoice. Have a great time. Weekend L goes to Lamar Jackson. I've been warning y'all about this dude for three years. Lamar Jackson yesterday at home was facing the Indianapolis Colts, who are not very good, in five quarters because they played four and then the whole overtime. Lamar Jackson had 202 yards passing. He can't beat you from the pocket. All he could do is get his 14 carries for 101 yards that he got but he cannot beat you from the pocket. It's all run, 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 run. Well, what happens when run, 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 run gets to December and January? He gets hurt, and then he is going to be finished. The, the Ravens lost the game yesterday. They had no business losing to the Colts with a backup quarterback. Lamar Jackson is not worth the $200-plus million. I'm tired of saying it, but we're going to keep saying it until everybody else understands that we were right on that one. Weekend W, Caden Jarvis of South Lafouche getting a game-clinching, game-winning interception on Friday night uh, to seal South Lafouche's win against South Terrebonne. Caden uh, Jarvis is a great kid with a wonderful story. We were so, so happy for him and was talking to him after the game, uh, did a little interview with him, and he said, hey, you know, it was a team win. So even though he great, made a great individual play, uh, it was still all about the team. You coach Caden Jarvis, just a great-A young man. Oh, outstanding young man, and uh, listening to that interview, uh, I would expect nothing less from him. I, you knew he was going to say that. Just uh, a great young man with a bright future ahead of him. 
Do you want me to give the L to Dak or do you want me to give it to Mike McCarthy? Your choice. Oh, Mike McCarthy. Well, we'll give the L to Mike McCarthy. The Dallas Cowboys played the Cardinals yesterday. And I'm saying that because Dak's going to get several this year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Played the Cardinals yesterday. The defense was an absolute train wreck in the first half, but the defense actually played well in the second half and gave the Cowboys a chance. The problem was you get into the red zone five times and only score one touchdown. And then late in the game, you're down 28-16 to 16 or whatever the score was, and, and you're running and you're just not managing the clock. And um, we saw glimpses of the old Cowboys yesterday. The old Cowboys meaning ton of penalties, 13 penalties, 107 um, not taking advantage of opportunities, making mistakes, um, dropping passes, Prescott throwing a red zone interception. Ugh, just was not a good showing yesterday. And, and and Dak had the nerve to blame the the media for the performance. All oh, you guys built us up and shut up, dude. You're, get out of here. Now, Casey, the the difference the Saints and Cowboys both had bad losses yesterday. And the difference did you notice on the sideline with the Cowboys the way some of them were acting? Piled in and yeah, you, you didn't see that with it. Not they might not have showed it. You didn't see it with the Saints. Yeah, but I think that's a, a major problem with the Cowboys. I want to see how they respond Sunday because they're taking on Belichick Sunday. You know, New England's going to be well coached. It's in Dallas. Um, you're right because dude, after New England, like let's say you you stub your toe and you lose to New England, and then, then you're two and two at San Francisco at Chargers. So your schedule gets real. Gets very real very fast, um, so it's a huge game for them. Um, weekend, I gave it L just now, so we'll give a W. Jaden Daniels of LSU. Jaden Daniels is really good, man. Um, it, it, it blows my mind every Saturday. The people, oh, bro, they got to play Nussmeyer. Oh, bro, you can't see down the field. Jaden Daniels had a very bad first quarter against Arkansas, but he rebounded and was great. 20 of 29, 320 yards passing, four touchdowns, the one interception for the season now. He's got 1,300 yards passing in four games, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions, um, completing 72.6% of his passes. LSU scored points on their last six drives of the game. Um, I didn't think he could do this. At the beginning of the season, we mentioned, hey, we, we used the word stuck. Is he going to be stuck in between running and throwing? Nah, bro. Uh, the, the dude could carve you up from the pocket. In the last two games, both SEC games, he's 50 of 73 with six touchdowns and one interception. That's good work. Jaden Daniels is a hell of a football player, man. LSU's lucky to have him. Receivers are making some good catches now. They're catching a the football. But Jaden Daniels puts that ball yes. in place. It's, it's amazing. That fourth quarter touchdown to Neighbors when Neighbors, uh, his momentum actually carried him into the crowd. Like, that was just a gorgeous throw, man. A dime. Yeah, I mean, they catch him. But, yeah, don't forget where he's placing that football is is <laughs> impressive. No doubt. A weekend L goes to Colorado, the entire state yes. of Colorado. Coach Prime and his guys got mutilated on Saturday, which no surprise there, 42 to 6. And then less than 24 hours later, Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos, all they did was lost 70 to 20 to the Miami Dolphins, who, by the way, might be the best team in the NFL. The Dolphins are really good. Sean Payton, after the game, did his usual Sean Payton stuff. He was mean to the reporters. Oh, next question. I don't want to answer that. Blah, blah, blah. Denver is a fat, hot, steaming pile of mess, and it's a mess for a couple of reasons. A, 
because Russell Wilson still isn't any good, and B, Sean Payton has never had a good defensive coordinator his entire career except for Dennis Allen at the end. The Broncos yesterday gave up 726 yards of offense. That is 10.2 yards per play. If your opponent is getting a first down a play on average, you're in a bind. And you look at what the Dolphins did yesterday. They did it running and throwing. Three, uh, 376 through the air, 350 on the ground. That is an embarrassing showing from the Broncos, who if they don't start turning this thing around, they might be the ones in contention to get Caleb Williams at the end of the year. And I was going to ask, you think uh, hot seat, his seat's hot over there? No, I don't think so. Not 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 this early, no. I don't think so. Hey, look, if they the performances they had, not very good. I, I, I could, on the flip side of that, we hey, can W. Go ahead. And, and I'm not talking right now, but in, uh, let's say, three or four more weeks if this eh. continues. <laughs> you never know. Um, I, on the flip side, I had the Dolphins down as a W. I mean, I just told you about all the great things that they did, so we don't have to elaborate on that one. But an L goes to, and I don't know how late you stayed up last night. I don't know if you watched it. I, I actually caught the tail end, like the fourth quarter of this. A weekend L goes to Josh McDaniel of the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders were down 23-15 to 15 with, oh, two, three minutes left. They were driving deep into Steeler territory. So you do that, Matt. 23-15, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, yeah. If I get eight, I tie. Then McDaniels on fourth and four go for it at about the 20-yard line? No. He kicked the field goal instead. And they lose 23 to 18. They did get the ball back, but they got the ball back with like 10 seconds to go. What 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 the hell was he doing? Why did he not go for it? Look, it, it's simple. If you go for it and convert, all you need to then do is score a touchdown. The other way, you need to, A, make the field goal, B, get a stop, then C, go all the way down the field with fewer seconds on the clock, and then still score a touchdown. Either way, you still need to score a touchdown. How much time was left? Like 2.30, three minutes, something like that. Okay. the uh, And I, I'm going to give you this, not saying I agree with it, but... 2.22 on the clock. He kick If he goes forward on fourth down and does not make it, game over. He has no chance. If he kicks the field goal and they make it, you can you still have a shot. But look, you'd have to get onside kick maybe. Or yeah, you're making it. You, uh, you're making it very difficult. Yeah. Look, if it were fourth and thirty, yeah, yeah, I get it. It was fourth and four. Like just just go get four yards. I'm saying still, you still you need the ball back regardless. Yeah. Whatever decision you made. Weekend L goes to the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. If this was almost an L for Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley and the Chargers go for it up 28-24. Go for it at their own 30-yard line to try to ice the game, knowing that, hey, if we get the first down, we're taking a knee, the game's over. They get stuffed. Instead, Minnesota gets the ball and gets towards the goal line, and Kirk Cousins did what Kirk Cousins does through a game-losing interception despite being tremendous all day. He had 367 yards, three touchdowns, but the one pick at the end cost him. The Vikings are now 0-3, and there are some rumors and some whispers because Cousins is a free agent at the end of the year, and the Vikings are kind of looking to the future. There are some whispers that Kirk Cousins might end up being traded at the deadline, maybe to the New York Jets, who are looking for a quarterback after Zach Wilson stunk it up again yesterday. That would be interesting to see if the Vikings pull the plug and, and maybe get themselves into the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Oh, 
<clears throat> yeah. Because here's the thing. There are some rumors and some whispers that um, Justin Jefferson ain't happy. So if Justin Jefferson says, hey, go get me another quarterback, guess what you do? Get two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because that guy's incredible. Another weekend L. Oh, I love this one. I love giving this one out. Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> Dabo Sweeney and Clemson lose to Florida State. Dabo Sweeney brought up a walk-on kicker. He was so proud. Oh, this is a computer information technologies guy. He was so proud. He was patting himself on the back the whole game with his walk-on kicker. Late against Florida State in regulation, Clemson had a chance to make about a 28-yard field goal that would have won the game 27-24. Dabo's walk-on kicker gagged, choked, missed it badly. The game goes to overtime. Florida State wins in overtime. Florida State survives. Clemson is 2-2. They kept saying it throughout the broadcast. Oh, the only team in Division One that doesn't have a transfer starter. That's not something to brag about in no. the year 2023. That's a detriment. You're now 0-2 in the ACC, and you're you're done. You're not going to be in playoff contention already. Um, you're 0-2 in your conference, so you're not going to be in contention for your conference already. Dabo better start changing his ways, or the Clemson football program is not going to be relevant anymore. Yeah, he's... Uh... Took the avenue he wanted to, and the portal, NIL, doesn't believe in it. Well, that's what you get. That's what you get. Um, a weekend L, even though his team won, goes to Ryan O'Day um, of Ohio State. Did you see what – wait, did I say that right? I said Ryan O'Day. His, his, his now name is Day. Day. Yeah, Ryan Day of Ohio State. Did you see what he did after the game? No. Oh, let me let me see if I could pull that up. We might – let's see. We might be able to play that on the air. Ryan Day, Lou Holtz said that he thought Ohio State was going to lose to Notre Dame because Notre Dame, because Ohio State was um, was not tough, was not tough enough to win the game. And Ryan Day said this: If I could get it to play after this commercial here, bear with me. Got to find my volume. We're doing things on the fly here. That's usually a bad thing for me. On the fly. Two seconds left. The Walmart commercial is about to end. All right. It's a two-minute video, so bear with it. We're, we're going to get to it. Listen to this, Coach Kyle. You're going to love this. Kyle McCord goes 21 of 39 with 240 yards. He has a huge day late in this game, and it's time to hear from his head coach. He's standing by with Catherine Tapp. Yes. Coach, you knew this one wasn't going to be easy, but it came down to the wire. And what can you say about the performance from your quarterback, Kyle McCord, to finish that drive? Toughness. Toughness. That's it. Physicality, cross the board, finish it off, having guts. You know, like I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, what he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. What did they prove to you tonight in this victory that you'll take away and run with? Toughness. Everybody's questioning these kids all the time. We had one bad half the last couple years. That's it. Everybody wants to question these guys. These guys are warriors right here to come back and win. This kid right here to come back in the second half and win. I'm emotional about this for a reason. A lot of people question these kids and say a lot of things about them. I love them. When someone attacks your family to come in and win like this, is special. It's a great win for our program and a great win for Ohio State. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. That dude needs to relax. Oh, oh, bro, everybody's questioning me. Everybody's, everybody's down on our kid. 
Ohio State plays no one all year. You want to prove to me that you're tough, Ryan Day? Come play in the, the big boy league. Come beat LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, A&M. The reason why you get questioned is because you make it to the playoffs, play the teams from the South, and get your ass kicked. That's the reason why we question you. Oh, you won a game against Notre Dame. Guess what? Notre Dame's the same as you. They come to the South and lose routinely. That's why we're questioning Ohio State, because they don't play anybody all year. All year long. Ohio State has what? I'm going to pull up their schedule. They got one more game on their schedule against a team that even has remotely a pulse, and that'll be against Michigan. I'll read you the rest of Ohio State's schedule. Oh, these kids, are they're, they're getting questioned. You're playing Maryland and Purdue the next few weeks. Then Penn State, they're pretty good, so two more tough games. Wisconsin, Rutgers, Michigan State, Minnesota, and Michigan. I would kill as an LSU fan to have that schedule. And prior to the Notre Dame win, you beat Indiana, Youngstown State, and Western Kentucky. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have the LSU-Alabama schedule where you're facing all the SEC teams, or would you rather have the schedule where you play Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan, and no one else? Or Georgia schedule, but... Or Georgia, yeah. <laughs> or Georgia but, schedule. Uh, what did Lujo, he just said they were soft? He or? just said that he thought Notre Dame had more toughness than they did, and that was the, like he wasn't really like even calling them out. And Lou Holtz is an old Notre Dame coach. Of course he's going to pick Notre Dame to win. It was just an uncalled-for shot. You know, what, you know what Lou Holtz has that Ryan Day doesn't have? A championship yeah. ring on his finger. A championship ring on his finger. I, I just think that to, to unsolicited call out Lou like that, I don't know, that just felt Bush League to me. But that's our W's and our L's. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll dive into the fighting Tigers a little bit. Uh, we'll tell you some things we liked, some things we didn't like. Then we'll get to the New Orleans Saints. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano. Bonjour, mes amis. This is Brent with HUFF Cutoff. Are you looking for that authentic Cajun cuisine like Grandma used to make? We have it right here at HUFF. We're located at 15741 East Main in Cutoff, Louisiana, the corner of Highway 308 and East 67th Street. Hi, I'm Parker Collins. Hi, I'm Madison Carly. I'm E-I-A-2-Fay. It's located at 15741 East Main Street, Cutoff, Louisiana. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. 
Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. LSU got a victory on Saturday, um, a thrilling victory over Arkansas. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying themselves. Um, I could almost give like W's and L's just based on the LSU game. I told you earlier in the show that I was super happy. This was the first time in Jaden Daniels' career because, look, the one knock that I always had on him throughout his career at LSU was that when something would go wrong, he would have a hard time recovering from it. And this was maybe the first time in his LSU career that he started off slow and recovered. He played a very bad first quarter, had an interception, was inaccurate, was throwing the ball over the place. He was not good. But he rebounded and it was terrific. That was great to see. Logan Diggs is your best running back by four. 14 carries, 97 yards. He looked tremendous. He catches passes out of the backfield. He's good blocking and, and all those little things. Logan Diggs, like you found your number one running back. You like to see that. You also like to see Brian Thomas Jr. five catches, 133 yards, and two touchdowns. So now you got a second big weapon behind Malik Neighbors, who was also terrific. Offensively, you don't have a whole lot to complain about other than the first quarter when you started slow. Defensively, it's a mess. Your, your defensive backfield is not very good. Um, your tackling is not very good. Your mindset and body language is not very good. Um, and it's a unit that I'm beginning to worry about a little bit. You got four sacks. You were getting good pressure on the quarterback. We're getting them to the ground. And boy, what I'm about to say next hurts me. It, it, it hurts me in my chest. It hurts. They lied to us about Mason Smith, like straight up. In, in the preseason, oh, he's unblockable. If, if it's one-on-one, he's going to win the matchup. They're going to have to double. No, that, that's, that's not materialized. I hope, for the sake of the kid who I respect an awful lot and who I'm truly rooting for because he's a good young man, I hope that it's just the ankle injury that's kind of slowing him up and he'll get healthier and he'll start making being more impactful. But Saturday at times, he was getting benched because he was getting thrown back. Um, so not great to see. And, and, and hopefully he could turn that thing around. Perkins still just looks a little bit slow he had a sack there at the end of the first half and he did get some pressures and some hurries but some of your big time playmakers that you were expecting to be big time playmakers are not making big time plays right now and it's hurting you and now you're heading to Oxford this coming weekend you are still favored to win the game by the way which is a little surprising to me LSU's a three-point favorite on the road against Ole Miss um but I I I'm looking at this, Lane Kiffin coming off of a loss, like his offense is going to be ready. LSU better score some points. That's the one saving grace that I'll have, is that I think the LSU offense could score 30, 35, 40 on just about everybody in the conference. I think they're that good. But they're going to have to, to win some of these games because their defense is not good at all, man. Just just not playing good football, not high level at all. And look, Ole Miss is coming into this game, must win for their season. 
if you get to 0-2 in conference, 3-2, and and you look at your schedule and you still got to play Georgia <laughs> and, you know, Auburn and Arkansas, yeah, you got to win yeah. this one. You got to win this one. And, and a desperate team sometimes, who knows what you might get. Um, Lane, Lane's not on the hot seat, is he? I mean, no. Ole Miss can't do better, right? But but because the reason why I ask is, I mean, they were seven and zero last year, and they finished one and five in the last six games. So like lately, it really hasn't been good. Like if you go back, okay, go back to last year, they start off seven and zero. They're three and zero in conference. They finish off one and four in SEC play, and then this year they start zero and one. So. They've lost five of their last six SEC games. They lose to LSU. That'd be six of seven. <laughs> That's not very good. Um, but it is still Ole Miss, right? Like they they they're gonna be patient with him, right? I would think, huh? I, I would think. I mean, look, he had an opportunity to leave. Was it last year or a year before, whatever it was, and he chose to stay. Uh I don't think he's on the hot seat, but he's got to win some games. Is it is it fair to say that he is costing himself the opportunity to replace Nick at Alabama, though? Yes. 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 I think, yeah, because I know you were high on that idea at one time, but Alabama ain't hiring nobody that's 7-5 and nope. five every year. That ain't happening. Um, so I think that that's certainly something that he could do. Um, Jackson Dart, um, that's the Ole Miss starting quarterback. And he's a runner. I mean, he, he throws it well, too, but he's a runner. He's their leader in rushing, 219 yards rushing on the season. Um, I think one of the keys to the game Saturday, and we'll break this matchup down far more as we go through the week, LSU's got to keep him in the pocket. In the first half of the game last year in Tiger Stadium, Dart and the Ole Miss offense was doing whatever they wanted to do. LSU made a little tweak, kept him in in the pocket, kept him in the phone booth, made him make throws, and he wasn't capable of doing it. Um, be curious to see if LSU maybe starts the game this year with kind of that same plan. Because if they can, it's an Ole Miss offense that has shown at times they're a little vulnerable. They're not the best up front. Alabama was beating them up up front. Hell, Tulane was beating them up up front at times. I think how LSU controls Dart is going to is going to be the difference in this one. I truly yeah, believe. That. I agree. They have to keep Dart uncomfortable. <clears throat> if he gets comfortable in that pocket and he has time, that and that's going to set up the, the pass game, but but also the run game where Dart can run and their uh, young running back Judkins. Judkins, he's a he's a guy that can run. He runs hard. Uh, Alabama taking on Mississippi State this weekend. No drama, right? The tide, the it shouldn't be. Um, here's one. Coach Prime's going to take on USC. No drama. They're getting drum. <laughs> uh, Coach Prime and them lost 42-6. to six. And in true Coach Prime fashion, let me find the quote, he was uh, very um, flamboyant about the way his team got defeated. Of course he was. Let's see. Coach Prime said, and I quote, Teams are trying to beat me. They're not trying to beat Colorado. They're trying to beat me. That's what it really is. I knew that going in. It is what it is. I signed up for it. Got the bullseye square on my back. LSU fans, you don't think you're trying to beat Nick Saban? I mean, that, that, <laughs> yes, <laughs> if you're going to keep running your mouth, teams are going to want to beat you to shut you up. 
Did you like what the Oregon coach uh, said? Um, uh, coach Dan Lanning, he said they're yes. playing for clicks, we're playing for wins. Um, that one was over early. Look, here's the thing, bro. I think over time, Colorado's going to eventually get there uh, if, if, if Dion stays. I think they're going to be too talented not to. And when you look at the Pac-12, the Pac-12's falling apart. They might be the only school left in it by the time the year ends. Um, but I'm looking at their schedule coming up. USC's going to hammer you. Arizona State's going to probably beat you because they gave USC a game Saturday. You'll probably beat Stanford. They're back. Uh, they're, they're not very good. UCLA's a loss. Oregon State's a loss. Washington State's a loss. Utah's a loss. They might only win. They, they could easily go four and eight. Like There's not very many wins left on that schedule for Colorado. The, the, the Cinderella story, the glass slipper is splattered. It, it, it's done. It's done. And he can go and say all he wants. They want to beat me and congratulate the coach and go. People make a big deal. He goes and hug the coach at the end. So what? I mean, come on. I saw Josina, Josina Anderson uh, said, oh, it's such a class act shaking hands with it. That happens in every game. In every game of all time, that happens. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. Dude, let's see. We might have a caller. Might have somebody who wants to talk to us. Oh, maybe they want to talk to Gus. Yeah, so got, we got a caller that wants to talk to the FM side of things, so that's okay. Well, let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to talk about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, as the Saints fell yesterday in Green Bay, they dropped to 2-1 and one on the season. Um, trying to find ways to get back on track. We'll give you the latest on the Derek Carr injury. We'll let you know what we expect going forward from New Orleans. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. For all your auto repairs for your first car should be Detroit's Paint and Body Shop, located on Highway 3235 in the road. They're established since 1997. Detroit's Paint and Body Shop is family-owned and operated. They sell parts and repair all makes and models of vehicles. Troy's Paint and Body Shop honors all insurance estimates. Go by and see their trusted team of technicians for all your auto needs. Trust me, Troy's Paint and Body Shop, 985-693-4133. 
That's 985-693-4133. No chance. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have played a more fitting song. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Um, the New Orleans Saints fell yesterday in Green Bay, 18-17 to over the pack. Um, I'm not going to lie, dude. When it was 17 nothing, I thought the game was over. I thought New Orleans was playing good enough defense. Um, Carr goes down with the shoulder injury. <clears throat> and I thought for sure, like, you know, hey, the offense is going to be a little bit stagnant, but, you know, the defense will be enough to hold up. Oh, I was wrong. Uh, Green Bay gets an 18-17 win, comeback win. Um, their coach rolls the dice after one of their touchdowns goes for two, and that's one point is the difference in the game. Groupie misses a field goal late. Um, this one stings, man. This one stings. This is one that I think when you get to December, January, and you're looking at the standings, you're going to say, damn, man, we could have just had that game against Green Bay. That could be the difference between hosting a playoff game. That could be the difference between winning the division. That could be the difference between making it in at all. Um, and there's one thing that I'm noticing about New Orleans that I don't like. They're not good up front, man. Well, not good up front on the offense. Their defensive line is incredible. Their offensive line is a wreck. Um, and it looks like, from what we're told and what's being reported, Carr avoided like a season-ending shoulder injury. He's got, from what I understand, an AC joint sprain, a dislocation or any kind of tear or anything, and he would have been done for the year. But he's also been sacked 12 times in two and a half games. So the next blow may be the one that finishes him off. You've got to get better up front. And the thing that's so damn frustrating about this is New Orleans has a lot of money and draft picks invested in their offensive line. Cesar Ruiz and McCoy and Penning, like these are guys that they took with like first round picks. And the unit is not good. You can't run, you can't protect the passer. And look, you could win some games because of how well your defense is playing, but when it gets to the real winning time and, and you're up against, like, let's say, the 49ers or one of those, you won't stand the chance because you're not going to score because you can't block. They've got to get their blocking fixed, and they've got to get better situationally on play calls because their offense right now is just not good. Not good. No, it's terrible, and it's a shame with the weapons they have on offense. The, the offensive line is terrible. They don't protect the quarterback. When Carr was in there, he holds the ball too long. And that's why he takes a lot of these sacks. Then when you get Winston in, Winston, he's, he's, I don't know, he's done. I mean, he, uh, they go back to these short passes, throwing three, four-yard passes. Then they try and go downfield. He's 15 yards away from the receiver for whatever reason. Then at the end... You, the Packers have two timeouts left. Saints have the ball. It's third down. They try and throw a deep pass and run the ball, get a little bit closer for your field goal kicker, and, and make the Packers use that timeout. Here's the one thing that's the biggest concern for me. And people are going to yell and scream and say that I'm a hater and say they'll do what they do. I don't care. I think I'm right on this. In the first half, you shut them out 17 nothing. 
But I don't know that you were shutting them out as much as they were shutting themselves out with penalties and holding and false start. And it's a little worrisome that whenever Green Bay stopped doing that stuff in the second half, they really started to move the ball. So here's my concern is that if you, in the next couple of weeks, still are unable to move the ball and over the course of a long season, your defense continues to have to be out on the field for 33 minutes like they were yesterday, that unit's going to start to struggle as well. And then what? If you start giving up points and then not score, man, the schedule sets up nice. I'll give you that. You got the Bucks, the Patriots, Texans, Jags, Col- like the schedule sets up nice. But it's going to be tough. Alvin Kamara or not, it's going to be tough for New Orleans if Carr's not in the lineup. The Saints were without two starters on the defense side of the ball. The Packers had two offensive linemen out on the yeah. same side. And weren't and the Saints weren't getting much and pressure. And couldn't pressure the quarterback. It, it Look, and when you look on the offensive side of the ball, right now the Saints do not have an offense that can win the NFC South. They're not good enough. You scored 10 points, not 17. You scored yeah, 10. Thank you. Exactly. And uh, then you shut out the second half. Look, they're not good enough on offense for whatever reason, if it's play calling, if it's scheme, or whatever it is. But right now, I, I don't see them winning it, the, the South. Are you – okay, look, I'm the only person that I know that thinks this. <laughs> And after tonight, I guess depending on the result of Monday Night Football, there may be others on board. I think Tampa's going to still win the division. I think last year, Tom Brady was so immobile that their offense was, Tom, take the snap and throw a one-yard pass. We're not, we're not going to do anything to get you hit. And then what we saw was, A, that would be ineffective because it's so predictable. B, they weren't able to run the ball because teams would bring their safeties up knowing, hey, they're never going to throw deep. I watched Tampa uh, play last week. Baker Mayfield is is doing some stuff. Now they beat the Vikings and the Bears. Both of those teams don't appear to be very good. But let's say tonight against Philly at home. Let's say, I'm not not even going to say they win. Let's say they lose 27-23 and it's competitive. It's time that people start understanding that Tampa Bay might not be the joke and the laughingstock that we all thought. I think they might be the favorites to win the South right now. I think they're playing the best football. They still got some guys from that Super Bowl defense a couple years ago. They've still got all their weapons, Evans and Godwin, and you know they still got White in the backfield. Now they've got a quarterback in Mayfield who, yeah, he's been terrible at times throughout his course of his career, but he does throw a good deep ball, and they're getting Evans involved. I think Tampa might still be the favorite. I, I don't. I don't think they are. I, I. They've got a chance to prove it tonight. Yeah. Though. Oh yeah, they can. You're right, but I. I just think the Eagles will just will beat them. And um, Atlanta, before Sunday's game, I thought Atlanta would uh, would win the sign. I, I, right now, I would go with Atlanta because uh, Tampa hasn't, like you mentioned, they didn't play anybody yet. They proved me wrong tonight. And the Saints' just offense is, is not there right now. The- now. Can they do it? Yes. The Bills win 37-3, to uh, silencing the curse for one week. Josh Allen was okay, 20-32, of 32, a touchdown and an interception. Um, I gave you guys, remember last Wednesday, Thursday, I said my Stone Cold Las Vegas lock of the week, Detroit minus three over Atlanta. 
Cha-ching! The Lions get a 20-6 to win over Atlanta. I think the Lions are good, dude. They are. Um, they, they've got Green Bay coming up Sunday in the Tundra. That'll be a fun matchup there. Because uh, I think Green Bay's not bad either. Green Bay and Detroit will be a fun one this coming week. I had an easy victory. Did you see the Colorado over-under? I didn't. You hit it? I, yeah, you took the under. It was like 70. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 70. Well, Oregon almost got there. <laughs> um, tonight, Monday Night Football, I man, Roger, Roger. I know Roger Goodell listens to us every day, right? Um, he needs to. I, I don't like this Monday Night doubleheader thing. Look, here's the thing. I do like having two games on Monday. But why don't we start one of them at 5.30 and start another one at like 8.30? I don't like that they're both playing at the same time. Tonight we got the Bucks and the Eagles at 6.15. We got the Bengals and the Rams at 7.15. Las Vegas still thinks that Burrow's playing because the Bengals are still a three-point favorite. Um, and then the other game, the Eagles are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I'm worried about Joe, man. You got Joe with a calf injury facing Aaron Donald. Tonight might be the night that... Um, Burrow gets beat up on. He might be next to Carr, right next to Derek Carr. He might be next to Derek Carr. So let me ask you this, um, and we'll catch a break, and then we will break down those Monday night matchups and give you some picks at the end. Um, but the question I have for you is this. Oh, we might have a caller. Well, the question I was going to ask Brian is this. Is that... Um, Can you call 985? Uh-oh. <laughs> Got another, another guy calling for Gus. Um Oh, is somebody just coming on here? Okay, well, never mind. Um, the question that I got for you, Brian Colley, is this. Oh, he's got to go walk next door, so never mind. I was going to ask Brian if there was any possibility of playing Taysom Hill in, at quarterback instead of Jameis Winston because, man, I don't know. Things just don't seem to mesh all that well whenever Winston is, is, is under center, and I think that's going to be a big concern for New Orleans. Of course, yesterday in the NFL, New England gets a win. The Jets have to do something, man. The Jets are 1-2. and two. The, the Jets have a 10 or 11 win roster. If you're the Jets head coach today, you have to. You have to go to your general manager and you have to tell him, I need a quarterback. I need a quarterback because the Jets right now are too good to be as bad as they are on offense. Yesterday, Zach Wilson was 18 of 36, 157 yards. He was god-awful. The Jets have too good of a team to be running Zach Wilson out there every week. Now, reportedly, Matt Ryan and, and Carson Wentz called the Jets and got told no. Hey, Zach Wilson's our guy. But, bro, you're too good to be trotting this dude out every week. The Jets have to make a move. You've got a chance to win some big this year. You can't keep playing Zach Wilson. It was so frustrating yesterday watching him just get kicked around and even despite how poor he played, they only lost by five because they're so damn good on defense. The Jets are like the Saints last year, except the defense might be better, but the quarterback is way worse than Andy Dalton. And I just can't imagine how frustrating that must be for that fan base, man, to know that you're just one piece away from maybe winning it all. They're going to have to make a move quick. It, their fan base just they have enough and uh the again their sideline arguing with coaches and stuff it's uh it's not a good situation right now 
they're going to have to make a move at quarterback position. Are the Jaguars ever going to take that big step that we always talked about them maybe taking? You know, they finished last year hot. Oh, they're a sexy pick to win the Super Bowl. They got blown out at home yesterday by Houston. C.J. Stroud, 280 yards, two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence wasn't very good. I like Doug Peterson. I think he's a good head coach. I'm just not all the way all in on Trevor Lawrence, man. Even when he was in college, I wasn't. Like, yeah, Clemson, yeah, you're beating Maryland and Wake Forest. Yeah, congratulations. But when they would play the big, like, I don't know. I never was all the way sold on Trevor Lawrence being that elite guy that we all thought he was going to be. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Old Fabio. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to have to improve. But uh, I think Peterson's going to gonna get them right. Yeah, so we'll see. That was that was a very surprising loss yesterday. And then, of course, the Cowboys just lay a huge goose egg yesterday, fall to Arizona 28-16, couldn't score in the red zone, um, and couldn't stop the run. They gave up almost 200 yards of rushing in the first half. Now, in the second half, they were much better, um, but you can't spot an NFL team a half. And here's the irony and the beauty of it. Arizona beats Dallas. You beat the most popular team in the country. Everybody should be excited and happy, right? Their fans are furious. Because they're tanking, they don't. They, they're no. not. They, they, they're the team that's tanking more than anybody, and they got to win. So they put themselves behind the eight ball in their quest to get Caleb Williams. Shame that's on them. Amazing. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll give you how a couple of things to 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 bet on the Monday Night Football tonight. We'll be right back after this. No Wake Outfitters is the best fly shop and paddle sports dealer in Metairie, but we offer so much more. We can prepare you for hunting season with Lamco game feeders and functional, comfortable camo wear from Duck Camp. And we outfit kayaks to get you in those shallow duck ponds and keep you camouflaged. Let our knowledgeable staff help you have your best season. Also offering Duck Camp and Orvis Outdoor Apparel for men and women. Check out the exclusive brands like Rugged Road, Turtle Box, New Canoe, Old Town, and more. No Wake Outfitters. 1926 Airline Drive. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Bonjour, mes amis. This is Brent with HUFF Cutoff. Are you looking for that authentic Cajun cuisine like Grandma used to make? We have it right here at HUFF. We're located at 15741 East Main in Cutoff, Louisiana, the corner of Highway 308 and East 67th Street. Hi, I'm Parker Collins. Hi, I'm Madison Collie. I'm E I A Two Bay. Cutoff, located at 15741 East Main Street, Cutoff, Louisiana. Hi, my name is Daniel Lorraine, candidate for re-election for Lafouche Parish Councilman District 9. I'm presently retired and have the knowledge, the experience, and the desire to keep serving the people of South Lafouche. Let me continue to be the voice of South Lafouche. On October the 14th, I would appreciate your vote and support. Number 82, God bless, paid for by the Daniel Lorraine Campaign Fund. Education, prevention, care. 
The Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute was recognized by the Louisiana Athletic Trainers Association with the President's Award for Excellence in Health and Safety. With a passion for ensuring the well-being of over 23,000 student athletes and covering 1,400 sports events annually, our athletic trainers are dedicated to providing the best care in sports medicine. Discover more about Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute at tghealthsystem.com. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all new Ragin' Cajun 102.7 FM. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We've got about five or six minutes left to spend with you guys. We want to thank Jesse Turner for the time. Tomorrow is a Tuesday. Um, so we'll, let's see. I'll give you some of the folks that I'm hoping to get. We're going to hope to get Tommy Minton this week. I'll try to get Coach uh, Dwayne Jenkins from Lutcher this week. Of course, we know uh, BJ Young is going to join us on Wednesday. Taylor Griffin's going to join us on Wednesday. Damian's going to join us on Friday. Uh, Stan on Thursday. So our usual crew as well as we get yourself ready for the weekend. Monday Night Football tonight, the Eagles are four-and-a-half point favorite over Tampa Bay. Um, I like over 44-and-a-half in that one. I think Tampa's going to score some, and I think the Eagles are going to score some. I think that that one's going to be a game where there's going to be a little bit of points both ways. Um, I don't trust Tampa enough to take them to the cover for the four-and-a-half. I actually think that the Eagles may beat them by a touchdown or so. So if I had to pick against the spread, I'd actually probably take Philly. But I like over 44 and a half there. I'm not really touching much of the Bengals and the Rams. I just don't I, know. I don't know if Burrow's going to play. I don't know if he's going to be effective. I don't know how good the Rams are. Um, they played okay so far to start the year, but they weren't expected to be very good. Um, so not a whole lot there that, that I'm looking at. Um maybe under 45, as I think maybe both teams might struggle. Some lines are out for the next week in the NFL. <clears throat> Boy, we got some good ones. Thursday night, Green Bay and Detroit's going to be good. Atlanta and Jacksonville, that's going to be good. The Bills and the Dolphins is going to be good. Um, no, let me rephrase that. The Bills and the Dolphins is going to be great. Um, the Saints are still favored against Tampa Bay, even with Carr likely out. The New Orleans is a two-point favorite over Tampa. That's going to drop. Um, Denver. <laughs> After giving up 70 points, they're favored on Sunday against the Bears. They're a three-point favorite against the Bears. Um, the Browns are a two-point favorite against the, the Bengals. My Cowboys are a touchdown favorite against New England. Uh, 49ers are the big favorite. They're a 14-point favorite against Arizona. Dude, look. Arizona is not as bad as people think. Arizona has had a double dip, and I'm not just saying this to cover my ass, but they beat the Cowboys. Arizona's had a double-digit lead in all three games. So it's not like they're lining up and getting blown out. Like People are hating on the Cardinals because their front office has kind of been the one that's come out and said, hey, if we could get Caleb Williams, that would be great. But on the field, they've actually been very competitive. They could easily be 3-0. and um, Now, the 49ers, that's a completely different animal. The 49ers might blow them out, but don't be surprised if they cover or make that one interesting. They've had a double-digit lead in every game they played. In the MLB today, sorry, Brian. Well, no, I was going to say they looked good yesterday <clears throat> they, uh, against Dallas. That's a pretty darn good defense and running the ball. Josh Dobbs, yeah, they got weapons. I, I wouldn't be surprised. MLB tonight, I like the Astros plus one hundred eight money line over the Mariners. That's the only one that I'll give you today, but there's only four games. Uh, MLB's getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, final week of the season. Next week we've got playoff baseball. 
My Atlanta Braves are going to be there. Um, your Astros are going to be there in some form or fashion. They're still competing for the division. They may end up being a wild card. Um, but look, dude, a lot of these baseball playoff games sometimes start at like noon. We might be in here watching some Atlanta Braves or some Astros or something tomorrow or next week in studio. We might be watching some playoff games while doing the show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Not in class. To, I can watch some stuff. You still watched even when you were in <laughs> class. You're, you can't fool me. You can't fool me. You, you fooled them for 30 plus years, oh. but you can't fool me. Where are we going to be tonight? We're going to be at the quarterback club meeting at 8-2-Fay. Uh, meeting, I guess they're going to have their – they're going to show up at 5.30. They're going to have a meal and all. I think it's uh, chicken fettuccine or something like that tonight. And the South Fuge coaches will be in attendance tonight. They're going to be showing up around 6.30. We're going to have our show. We're going to go on maybe 6.15 or so, right. or depending on what the boss says. And Talk about an hour? Yeah. Well, all right. We could do that. Maybe have we'll see if we can get middle school on. If not, we'll just uh, talk all high school football. All right. That sounds like a winner to me. Um, and this show sounds like a winner to me. We'll put a pin in it right here. We want to thank everybody for listening. Hope everybody has a wonderful rest of the day. Tomorrow we're pulling double duty. Um, we've got, of course, play-by-play at 1130, but then we will be at South Lafouche because we've got E.D. White taking on um, LCO. Big game. Big game. And I don't know if you were listening Saturday. I know you had some family stuff going on, but when we had Kyle Lasang on, I told him, I said, Kyle, I have so much respect for your entire program. And what I meant by that was I saw their junior varsity and freshman teams play last Wednesday and talked about how hard they coach the kids and how they treat those games like varsity games and how, you know, Everybody that's available goes and they coach. And, you know, hell, their defensive coordinator, uh, Coach, uh, what is it, Bajron? Bajron. Uh He's out there and he's coaching up the defense, treating it like a Friday night. And Kyle said, hey, we do the same thing with our eighth graders. And he said, I think that's a big part of the reason why we're as successful as we yes, are. it is. Um, so they're going to be um, out there. They're going to give everything that they got. They've coming off of a win against Raceland. Yes, you're right. Big game. Big challenge tomorrow for the Bulldogs. Yeah, looking forward to it. No doubt. Let's put a pin in this one. Thanks to everybody for listening. I'm going to go grab myself a bite, um, get a little R&R, and then we'll be at, be at a, a Etouffee a little later. Have a great rest of the day. Back tomorrow. Love you guys. God bless.